This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 59 of the Healthy Creators Radio on the Horse Radio Network. Healthy Critters Radio is brought to you by Biostar US. Find them online at biostarus.com. On today's show, we talk with a successful mini Rex rabbit breeder. The breeder of the show is the American short hair cat, Critter Nutrition. We discuss Cushing's disease in horses. And in Coffee Clutch, we share our new favorite products. Join us. <laughs> Jennifer, yes, that you went on an endurance ride. I did. I entered my very first endurance ride this past cool. weekend. Yes, I spent. It was. It was. It was a little bit nerve wracking because the week before my endurance ride, I was in Kentucky doing Road to the Horse for five days, so my horse was vacationing. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was a little bit nerve wracking, but it. Uh, no, no ill effects, and I went to my very first endurance ride. I rode in the super duper itty bitty baby putt putt division, which is ten miles. <laughs> okay. Yes, there were six entrants in my division, and I was the only adult. <laughs> oh my gosh! That's so funny. I was it. competing against the kids with the little braids and the blue ribbons in their hair, you know. <laughs> oh, but um, I think that's yeah. It 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 was it was the division where everybody gets a blue ribbon. Yep, that was mine. <laughs> and that. and you didn't fight with the other children, Jennifer. I did not fight with the other children. I had training wheels along because I didn't realize this. There's a lot of steps in endurance riding. There are many, 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 many steps, and there are even more acronyms. Oh yes, really? Yes, they have they have a rider meeting before the competition starts, and everybody gathers together in a big room, and they tell you, you know, where where the vets are, and where the check in is, and which trails are which, and where the water stops are, and all those sorts of things, all important information. And I swear, I only understood half the words. Mm. I was lost. So I went up wow. to yeah, I went to the uh, organizer, Leah, lovely lady. And I said, Leah, I'm a little lost. I need help. So she assigned someone to me. So I had training wheels on the trail. And yes, so uh, that helped a lot. Claire rode with me and she showed me the ropes and said, you got to do this now. Yo, come back here. You got to do this now. <laughs> oh, fun. Yes, because apparently when you, when you ride an endurance race, when you cross the finish line, you scream out your number to the timer who writes down when you came back. But the clock doesn't stop, even though they wrote down your time. The clock, because it's a race, it's the fastest one wins. The clock does not stop when you cross the finish line. The clock stops when you go back to the vet, and the vet takes your horse's vital signs, and they fall within the normal parameters for your division. And that was a little confusing to me. Yes. So what happens is you that ride. Is confusing. Yeah, you ride your race, and obviously it's a race. The fastest one wins, but you don't start out at a starting gate. So 
just because somebody gets there before you doesn't necessarily mean their fat time was faster. And when you get back, if you go too fast throughout or you go too fast too close to the finish line, you're liable to lose all the time you gained because it takes your horse's lo- your horse's vital signs oh, longer to go cover. down. Oh, wow. Because he has to come back and his, his pulse respiration and temperature have to be within certain ranges. Um, there's a maximum of allowed, about, allowed time, but the faster mm-hmm. that comes down, the sooner the clock stops. Oh, wow. Yeah, so we, we got back to the, we got to the finish and Claire said, now you, you hustle back to your, to your trailer and you get your horse comfortable, you get them all cooled out and you get them taken care of. Do you have a pulse monitor? Uh, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> Will you come back up here? We've got one here. So I oh, go wow. down, I go back to the trailer and I'm, I'm just cooling Nigel off. I put a bucket of water in front of him that he promptly spills on the ground and, <laughs> and I'm, I'm rubbing him off and rinsing his legs and stuff. <clears throat> and Claire comes cruising back to me, hustling along, huffing and puffing. Hurry up, get back to the vet. Hurry up, get back to the vet. You've got to be efficient. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's got to be a little nerve wracking. <gasps> So we walked back, and and Nigel, bless his cotton picking little heart, he got all A's on his little scorecard, and he oh, wow he he felt comfortably oh. within all of his parameters in fifteen minutes. So he he was a rock star that way. That's so cool. Yeah, so, so are you going to do this again? Yes, I'm going to do it again. I'm going to try to do one around the middle of May. There's one more. We're getting to the end of the season here in the South. Obviously, it's it's uh, April, and it's starting to get pretty toasty. But there's one more a couple of hours away that I think I might be able to get to if they offer the teeny tiny putt putt division. Uh, yeah. That's fun though. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. It, it was fun. I, yeah. I don't I know anything. Try about something it. new. Yeah, yep. well, that that yep. was the thing. I wanted to try something new. Nigel loves to trail ride. He loves to be with other horses and I wanted to give it a go. So I'm going to see if I can oh, enter uh, the next division up, which I hope will be a 15 because at 10 miles, it actually, it was technically an 11-mile course. At mile 9.75, he finally settled down and stopped jigging, bucking, leaping, cavorting, and swapping <laughs> leads. And there you go. And there we go. So he's a good candidate. That's what Claire said. She's always see- She sees everything on the positive side. He's a good candidate. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. That's so funny. So, and speaking of something new, we've got all kinds of new things today. We've got um, we a new breed. We've got um, new products. We've yep. got a new bunny rabbit breeder. So let's get to mm-hmm. it. All righty. Okay. And we are now here with Caitlin Sutherland um, of Abbey Road Rabbitry. Uh, she lives in Southwest Virginia. And I've known Caitlin for quite some time. She actually was a working student for me in Virginia and got into breeding rabbits. Welcome, Caitlin. Thank you for having me, Patty. You are welcome. Um, so I'm going to I'm gonna just get to some, I think, some basic, easy, like straightforward questions. How did you get into this? What what led you to do this, get into rabbit breeding? So it was actually kind of a roundabout way of, uh, of getting into an animal. Uh, my husband and I met at Virginia Tech. We were both avid horse lovers and animal lovers. He actually showed chickens at the time. And uh, before I met him, I had absolutely no idea that you showed things like chickens and rabbits and right. fish and whatnot. Yeah, so he took me to some of these Mm -hmm. rabbit shows or um, to some of these chicken shows. um, And when we were there, they usually have a lot of different animals for sale, mostly chickens, but they had a lot of rabbits. And, Mm -hmm. you know, being the tender hearted person that I am, 
Uh, when I see the rabbits, of course, I want them because they're adorable. They're little wiggly right. noses and everything. Right. Yeah. So, so, you know, we went to these shows. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. No, okay. No, that was it. So, so basically, I mean, I we've been starting to get more into doing breed of rabbits on the shows. So, yeah. yeah. How in brief, like, so you've decided to go and st- with the rabbits, but what breeds did you decide to breed and why? Um, you know, I, I really did after seeing a lot of these rabbits at these shows, um, he got me a couple of just kind of mixed breed, you know, I don't even know what they were. Um, but we named them Thumper and Noel, hmm. um, and got oh. them in my apartment. So of course it was, after we got them that I thought, you know, this would be something cool to, to do a little bit more research on. And, um, I had always loved the Velveteen rabbit story growing yes. up as a kid. So mm-hmm. I, I did a little bit of, yeah, did a little bit of research on them. And, and the mini Rex are essentially the Velveteen rabbit brought to <gasps> life, which is why um, really? I pursued them. Oh, oh, isn't that cool? Yep. I've got to have one. Well, we know a oh, breeder. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, but you yes. said you you breed two different. You breed the mini Rex, and what else you breed? Uh, we breed another um, type of rabbit called Brits, or they're called Brits for short. Okay, and so what? Why did you choose that one? So the the original plan was, you know, get me a few rabbits, um, mini Rex, and you know, Charlie would show his chickens, and I would show my rabbits. Well. Um, you know, unfortunately we did have an accident with some of Charlie's, um, chicken, something got in to the, to the house and, you know, he, we did have kind of a devastating accident with, with a critter there, but, you know, instead of getting back into chickens, he actually latched onto the rabbits and he's very big into genetics. So that's why we went from, you know, maybe having about 10 rabbits to having the 300 we have today. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, he, he really, yes, yep. they have 300 yep. rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> they, she mm-hmm. lives on a farm, just so y'all yeah. know. <laughs> um, I do. Yeah. Okay. 30 acres, so, plenty of land. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so um, he, um, the mini Rex were more of, yeah, the mini Rex were more of, um, my thing. He really likes saddlebreds for the horses and, you know, you know them, they're, yeah. they're very kind of energetic and they're very showy you know they're always upright and alert and the britannia petites are a lot like that you know the mini rex are a little bit more the warm bloods in Mm. that you know they're very relaxed you know they'll just kind of sit there they're more um they're more for beginners more for children to handle um the britannia petites are a lot more excitable um the way Mm -hmm. you present them you kind of have them stand up their ears up and alert and they've got these big adorable buggy eyes so they're essentially mm. the saddlebred of the the rabbit world, which is why he got into them. Oh, Are so they funny. like the rabbit in Alice in Wonderland, the Britannia ones? No, they they do do have a lot more of that excitable look. But they, the mini Rex and the Britannia Petites, both come in in white with the red eyes. So, oh, interesting. Both of those types of breeds have that color that you would see in there. The Mirex actually do have um, a white with a blue eyed variety. Oh. Well, which is pretty neat. So, okay. So you obviously show them. Um, what are they looking for when you're shot? Like, how do you present a rabbit? So the mini Rex and Britannia Petites are absolutely on completely different sides of the spectrum. When they look at both types of breeds, 
Um, the standard of perfection puts their confirmation, what they're looking for in terms of 100. And the Britannia Petites, um, a lot of that or the majority of that 100 point value goes off their head and their eyes because they're looking for very upright ears, those big, bright, alert eyes. Um, their face has to be a certain shape. And um, they're essentially the body type looks like a small H. So their body stands very upright and their back kind of arches like a small oh, wow. H. Would. Okay. Oh, um, wow. So you want them to kind of stand up at attention and be alert. Um, so when you say that curvature of that body. So when you say stand yeah. up, I mean, they like, are you, how mm-hmm. do you get a rabbit? To, I mean, are you holding them? You, <laughs> well, you, you kind of help pose them up, but their back end is kind of sitting down around and their front legs are standing up kind of like how a dog would sit. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and when they're, lo- when they're yeah. looking they're are they, they're obviously looking for confirmation. And what, um, anything so the, else? The more they stand, um, mostly confirmation with the Britannia Petites. Out of that 100-point factor, um, 10 points of that goes on the color and 15 point goes on the fur. Wow. But the majority of the, the type is what they're looking for. So with many wrecks, it's slightly different because they're, they're originally bred back in... I would say the 80s, um, they mm-hmm. came from the standard wrecks. And the standard wrecks are much bigger. They were bred for meat and for their fur. Um, the mini wrecks right. variety, the biggest they have is about four and a half pounds. Um, so much, right. much smaller. And their fur is very important. It, it, it is like the velvet rabbit. So out of that 100 point value, 35% of that is based on fur. Um, and 35% is based on body. So it's it's about wow. half and half there, what you're looking at. So, so a little bit different than the, the Britannia Petites. Well, separate from showing, when you have 300 rabbits, <laughs> um, <laughs> she, do, do they get to free range? <laughs> no, no, we don't free range them. Um, they're actually, their digestive system is very similar to horses in that you know, they do go off a lot of forage, but we actually have little hay racks that we fill with hay and they usually get free choice hay about 24 seven. And, um, they usually get about an ounce of pelleted feed, uh, per pound of body weight per day mm-hmm. as well. Now you have them but in, are they other moving around but no in a big place or are they just living in a cage? They, they do live in a cage. Yes. Um, it's actually a lot more sanitary that way you can imagine, um, trying to clean the bottoms of cages of, of 300 rabbits is not very mm. practical. But um, right. when you have, when you have um, a breeding facility like we do, um, having a wire floor for the pellets or the, their droppings to drop through is a lot more sanitary um, mm. that way and helps avoid spread of infection there. But our cages so- are a lot bigger than most. Mini wrecks usually are kept in about a 24 by 24 <laughs> and ours are about 24 by, by 36 or 48. So there's a lot more room for them to go around in their cages. So when you go to a rabbit show, like this mm-hmm. is going to sound stupid, but do you go to a hotel with your rabbits? Like, is it like when you do dog shows, it's does the same sort of thing. Like how do you trans? like how many rabbits do you bring to a show? It, it really depends on the show. A lot of the local shows, uh, we, we have little carriers that they'll, they'll go in. And again, they mm. have the wire, the wire bottoms. 
Um, and we usually would take them into the showroom. Now, okay. when the each breed is called at a separate time and you bring up the variety or the color of the rabbit in the specific breed and, and they're usually they usually go in an order. Most breeds um, will go by alphabetical order. So like for when mini rex are called, if you have black variety mini rex, that would go first. Um, and then broken, which essentially it looks like the cow patterns. They're the mm-hmm. black and the white oh, or gotcha. the different colored and the white. Um, and then they'll go down the line of the different colors. Oh, um, wow. And when your color is called, you'll bring up the rabbit to the table for the judge to evaluate against all of the others in the class. Now, once every rabbit in the breed goes, um, each different color has the opportunity to go up for best of breed. So the best of that color goes up against all the others of that breed to get breast of breed. And at the end of the day, all of the different best of breeds go up against for best in show. So after you do all of this, is this mainly to help you with your own breeding program? So you breed the best bred ones to the next best bred runs. I mean, what's the point of like showing, is it the same type of thing like showing, you know, dogs or cats? Uh, you know, there's there's always the competitive aspect of it. I mean, you know, some people get into it uh, more for a learning experience. Um, it, it's it's a great avenue for kids, especially because th- there's very little maintenance involved. I mean, you look at trying to get a horse to a horse show. I mean, there's a lot more components involved with having the trailer and the truck and, right. you know, all the expense of the land and everything. Whereas, you know, the rabbit, you can essentially put it in a carrier in your car and take it there. There's a gotcha. lot less expense. So it's a very easy way for kids to get into showing um, animals right. without having all of that, that cost. But for us, you know, I, I was always big into 4-H growing up and in this area, there's not a really big pool right now for rabbits, which is mm. one of the reasons that, that we started the club that we did to try to help youth get involved uh, with something that doesn't require a lot of upfront cost to get started I, in. Okay. And I guess that's my last question is, you know, what does a mini Rex cost? If someone were wanted to get a, you know, um, a rabbit for their kid or whatever, how much would they be looking at um, and buying a good, you know, well-bred mini Rex? It really just, you know, it really just depends. Um, I know most of the breeders that we are friends with or we know um, usually will help youth get started. Right. Um, I know when we went to buy our, our best herd buck, which is again, it kind of an outrageous amount for rabbit, but we, we spent $500 for ours. But can I safely say that, that we've charged anyone even close to that for their stock? No, because you know, our, our main purpose in this is, is to try to help other breeders get started. So, um, you know, you could easily get something that's very nice quality as far as brood stock for, you know, 75 to a hundred dollars easily. Well, there's like, it's a whole other world. Um, yes, it is. It is. Yeah. It's a whole other <laughs> world. Well, Caitlin, thank you so much. Um, this was really very interesting and, you know, uh, anybody is interested or is in the area in the, in the Virginia area, if you go to healthy critters, uh, Facebook page, you can see, um, information on, um, how to even contact, uh, Caitlin and find out more about rabbit breeding and, or just rabbits in general. But thank you so much. Thanks, Caitlin. Absolutely. Hello. Hedy. <laughs> Hi, Hedy. Hey, ha. 
I have a new name for you. Me? All of you. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. What'd you do, Tigger? Okay, that's kind of cute. It is kind of cute. How to take it for? I like it. I do too. You've been busy. I like to think, you know. (laughs) Yes, that's good. I like to think and think and rub my little paws together. (laughs) And and you chuckle. Paws to uh to rub together on. Okay, ready. We're ready, Jennifer. Well, we're taking a page from the wonderful show on Bravo called Inside the Actors Studio. And Hedwig, this is what we're asking of you. If your servant, your human servant, were not in the profession she is in, what would you like her to try? What profession would you like her to be in? We're not being inadequate at serving me. (laughs) Other than that. No, no, um, a different title. No, her, 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 her being your servant is her, that's her passion, her life, her style, Mm -hmm. her existence. That's not what she does for a living to earn dollars so she can buy you cheese. What would you like her to do to earn dollars to earn you cheese? Oh, something that would get a lot of cheese. Um, okay, okay. Gotta think this through very carefully. What would I want her to do? Now, a few queries. Mm-hmm. Will she be replaced by a more adequate staff member while she was away? <laughs> or will I be left at home alone? You will never, ever be alone, Hetty. No. Well, that's because I'm with my sister. But out of curiosity, will she be leaving the home to do this job? And will I be without staff at that that's time? A, that's completely up to that, you. If you, choo- if you choose yeah, a profession for her where she doesn't leave the home, then she doesn't. Right. Hmm. So I'm thinking perhaps, I mean, you know, it may be a little predictable, but could she not become a person who makes cheese? (laughs) Brilliant! (laughs) Brilliant! Oh, my God! (laughs) You know, It obviously wasn't obvious to us. Okay. I I was thinking you were going to say a jet pilot. No, because we would still not have our own jet. So what's the utility of that? No, cheese person. She's going to be a cheese person. Well, this is this is, what, this is how I feel about your answer, Hetty. <laughs> Perfection. Perfection yeah. in a furry you? suit. Perfection in a furry suit. Well done. I know. Thank, Thank you, Hetty. I know. I'm excited, although a little bit perturbed that my things are packed but we are not yet ready to go ah well there's another snowstorm coming this weekend well whatever i love snow oh okay Mm -hmm. well be home well in time for it because we intend to arrive home on friday oh awesome yes we are leaving on thursday and we're going to drive and drive and drive and drive and drive and by we i mean she and then we're going to stay in a hotel, and then we're going to drive and drive and drive and drive, and then we're going to be home. Yay! Well, when we'll will the snowstorm arrive? Saturday or Sunday? Oh, no problem. No, no worries. No <laughs> issues at all. <laughs> well, safe travels, plenty of cheese, 
Yes. And we'll talk to you when you've landed back in New England. I'm looking forward to returning to my home. I have quite a bit to do, as you well imagine. <laughs> yes. I can. Yes. Yes. So take care of yourself, Hattie, and don't don't get too hot. And drive safely. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh, yes. Well, that's really the staff job. I don't do the driving. I am a small dog. So okay. I have people for that. Okay. Well, make sure your people are safe. I'll yeah. slap her if she gets tired. No worries. <laughs> And now it's time for the breed of the show. We are at the breed of the show segment of our program, and I decided to mix it up a little bit and go back to cats. And I kept going through and looking at different cat breeds, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to do one that everybody thinks they know, but they probably don't know, which would be the American short hair. Tigger, can you say that you've had an American short hair? Uh, several, many. Okay. Dozens. Well, well, do you know that there is a difference between the America short hair and the domestic short hair? No, I did not. Either did I. I did not so, either. Well, it's kind of funny because I was like, oh, you know, because I, I have obviously I've adopted many cats and I've always, oh, that's domestic. Well, I've never really thought of the, well, the maybe, difference. Well, maybe we should start with what is domestic. Well, yeah, explain what they are. I don't well, I will. Either. Okay, so the American short hair is very similar to the domestic short hair. Okay, so I'm going to step back a little bit. The American short hair, they've been brought over by Europe, early settlers, and they're all over America. But they're also, this is the, what's very similar or interesting to the domestic short hair with the American short hair. The only difference is, is that the American short hair produces kittens with the same distinct appearance. Now, I'm not exactly sure what that means other than they must be within the litter, that they must look exactly like their parents. I'm not sure if that means color or, or type-wise, but I thought that was kind of an interesting thing because other than that, there's not really that many big differences. Um, they're short hair. They're very easy to take care of and groom. Um, they, um, they weigh between 6 and 15 pounds. Some of them can get a little bit larger than that, but this is all basic on general generalization. Females always tend to be shorter. They can certainly live up to 20 years, which I'm sure Tigger and I can attest to because I've had so many of these cats that have lived a long time. A long time. Um, but the American short hair is known for its very, very sweet disposition. And this was sort of interesting. They're not supposed to, the, when it's truly like the breed, it's not a very loud or demonstrative type of cat. So it's very reserved. It truly is known for being a lap cat, which thought that was kind of cool. But so they're very, very quiet and a very adjustable nature. So you can, you know, bring them in the house, you can keep them outside, you know, whatever you want to do. They were initially bred uh, to be farm cats. So, um, again, um, they are supposed to be very adaptable, but also very muscular because obviously if they were, you know, there for rodent killing and whatever, they would have to be quick and on their feet and they'd have to want to do it because as we know, Tigger, we have bought many, <laughs> got many barn cats that didn't want to do it. That's for sure. But they are um, excellent with children. They're fantastic with other animals and other cats when they're properly introduced. Um, and the really big thing is, is that apparently they have very little ma maintenance as far as health. They're supposed to be very, very healthy cats in general. And um, so they'd make like a great apartment cat. Or you can take the cat in the apartment and then you can move out to the farm. And so they're just a great all-around cat. 
and they come in tons of different colors. The silver tabby being the most popular. Now, so I always thought that domestic short hair or American short hair indicated that it was just a mutt with short hair. Because whenever you go to the pound and you adopt a kitty, the little sign on the front says domestic short hair. And it's a right. mutt. It's at the pound. That's what I thought. And it was, that's what kind of, that's why. So when the I was pound has at- been lying to us this whole time. <laughs> Well, remember, this is considered the American short hair, which has, I mean, if you look it up, there is this whole history that I, I just figured I, I was, the purpose of me going this route was I'm always thinking of, you know, when it comes to cats or whatever, you know, try to go to the, uh, the animal shelters and adopt. So I was trying to think of the type of cat that you would probably see mainly in, you know, the shelters and whatnot, but but, you know, in some of the stuff that I've read, they were talking about the ancestors, you know, arriving on the Mayflower or even earlier. It's, you know, it's kind of, it's really sort of interesting. I didn't think there would be that much of a um, history on it other than, oh, it's a couple different, you know, variations of cats. But, um, yeah, they they go through this very distinct um, description of where they're from and kind of like, you know, th- their health, all of that type of stuff. But they're, the but the American is supposedly, and I don't know anything about the domestic uh, short hair, but is definitely supposed to be different. Hmm. But there you go. But the nice thing is, is they're, they're very low key and they don't have a lot of health issues, which is nice. There we go. Well, now I know. And they're cute. Yeah. Now you know. And now we're at Critter Nutrition and I'm actually going to share with you an excerpt from a much longer article I wrote called East Meets West, Integrated Nutrition Support for Cushing's Horses. And you can find the complete article on biostarus.com. Just go up to and click on articles, and it should be one of the first ones that comes up. Western medicine and Eastern medicine approach biological health challenges differently. The driving principle of Western medicine is reductionist medicine, which treats the symptoms often without addressing the root cause. In Eastern medicine, the driving principle is balancing the mind-body-spirit as a unified organic whole. When we combine the two approaches, our horses get the Western benefits of life-saving medications and the Eastern holistic support of foods and plants. Metabolic diseases are very common in horses, from insulin resistance to equine Cushing's disease, Managing these horses can be challenging and stressful for both the horses and the animals. One thing is for sure with these horses, we need to approach them as individuals, paying attention to what works best for each. A case in point, I had a retired pony at my farm for 13 years. She came to me after being retired from the Children's Hunter Division at age 18. At age 20, she was diagnosed with mild Cushing syndrome. The vet wanted her to start on perlide. We did this and she refused to eat. I tried all sorts of tricks, but that pony would spit it out and then turn her nose up at her food and hay. So I asked the owner if we could take a different approach, which she agreed to. The pony was in the plump cushing stage, so I started adding kelp to stimulate her thyroid gland and speed up her metabolism. She was also out in a herd 24-7 with run-in sheds, walking up and down hills. For a number of years, she did great on this simple regimen of movement and kelp, a whole food diet of Timothy alfalfa pellets, Cool Stance Chia, Biostars Optimum, and Low NSC Hay. At the age of 28, her Cushing's changed and she started losing weight. I stopped the kelp. 
The vet wanted me to put her on Persend, Pergolide, which I gamely tried again, but the pony once again lost her appetite and acted lethargic and unhappy. I took her off the Persend and began managing her with some Ayurvedic herbs, organic Indian gooseberry, holy basil, and chase tree berry, plus extra magnesium and higher fat foods like coconut meal, hemp, and camelina oils, and the chia seeds. She put on weight and muscle and lived another three healthy years until her heart gave out at age 31. Not all metabolic horses can manage and thrive without medications. Some can, some can't. Some insulin-resistant horses do spectacularly well on the medication Thyro-L, and others don't seem to improve at all. Some horses do extremely well on pergolide, and others can't tolerate it. The role of the pituitary gland. Cushing's disease in horses is different than in dogs and humans. In horses, Cushing's is associated with tumors of the pars intermedia section of the pituitary gland. In dogs and humans, Cushing's is usually associated with either tumors of the pars distalis area of the pituitary or tumors of the adrenal gland. According to Frank Andrews, DVM, an associate professor of equine medicine at the University of Tennessee's College of Veterinary Medicine, quote, in horses, adrenal tumors aren't seen, end quote. The role of cortisol. Cortisol plays an important role in this disease. Under normal circumstance, cortisol production is balanced by the hormone CRH, which stimulates ACTH from the pituitary. Pituitary tumors can cause excessive production of cortisol from the adrenal gland, causing cortisol levels to rise to rise dramatically. When cortisol levels are too high, various functions are neg negatively affected, which reduces the ability to break down carbohydrates, balance insulin, or regulate muscle and connective tissues. The results of prolonged exposure or elevated levels of cortisol can cause immunosuppression. Pergolide. This drug was used on humans to treat Parkinson's disease until 2007. The FDA withdrew pergolide from the human market due to cardiac complications in some humans. This problem has not been seen in horses. Pergolide is used for Cushing's disease because it works by binding with receptors in the brain that control the production of dopamine, which is deficient in Cushing's horses. Pergolide helps to increase dopamine, thus reducing ACTH and cortisol. The plants from Eastern medicine that support Cushing's horses as well as insulin-resistant horses include Indian gooseberry, holy basil, schizandra berry, chase tree berry, and milk thistle. From Western medicine, two important minerals, chromium and magnesium, can help reduce crusty necks and fat pads. These minerals need to be in a bioavailable form. Chromium piclinate or trivalent chromium are the most bioavailable. Amino acid chelated magnesium or magnesium malate are much more bioavailable than magnesium oxide. Diet and exercise are key components in the management of Cushing's disease and insulin resistance. Watch those sugary treats. If you want to give your, your metabolic horse a food reward, go with alfalfa pellets, pumpkin seeds, and sliced almonds. If you really need to feed carrots, just a few small pieces, not the entire carrot. Although we can't cure metabolic diseases in horses, Cushing's and insulin resistance can be managed so that effective horses can live long, happy lives. 
Real horses and real dogs are healthier, perform better, and recover more quickly on real food. That's why Biostar empowers horse and canine owners with 100% whole food nutrition, supplements, and feeding programs. Biostar products are made at their own certified non-GMO facility in Gordonsville, Virginia, using real fruit ingredients that are raw, freeze-dried, or dehydrated, never cooked, and are free from artificial flavors, colors, soy, corn, wheat, and molasses. The Biostar product line includes a wide range of whole food, horse and dog supplements, treats, and unique artisan poultices that embrace the ancient and traditional uses of clay and plants. Visit BiostarUS.com today and learn about whole foods and canine and equine nutrition so you can make the best decisions about the care and health of your horses and dogs. That's BiostarUS.com. Whole food nutrition the way nature intended. I am really excited about Coffee Clutch because um, we're going to talk about fun new things, products that that we've each discovered um, in the last few months. And um, I'm going to start with, you know, I'm um, Peter says that I'm Imelda Marcos. I'm really not, but (laughs) I do love love a good shoe. with my knee the way it is, I have not been able to, you know, wear really cute, stylish shoes anymore because I needed a lot more support for my knee. Mm. So I was very excited to discover this company called All Birds. And I went, mm. that is a strange name for a shoe company. Anyway, they basically make two kinds of shoes. Um, they're, they're a lace-up. Um, they've got a nice big supportive sole, but it's, it's what they make their shoes out of. So they have shoes that they make out of Merino wool, which mm, is very breathable. And I had bought a pair and, you know, brought it with me to Florida. What I love about them is you can wear these with no socks and your feet really spread in the shoe. Mm. So for me, with a wonky knee, that is great stability. Oh, and yeah. In the heat of, of uh, Florida, my feet never sweat in, in those wool shoes. Huh. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, because they're so breathable. I love merino wool. I love merino wool, too. So when I got back, I thought, oh, you know, um, I'm, I'm going to go check the website and see if they have any other colors. Right. Being a, a shoe orc. Yeah. <laughs> they were just introducing a new shoe. Mm. Now, this shoe is made out of eucalyptus. Really? Yes. It's made out of eucalyptus fibers. The The shoelaces, just like on the wool shoes, merino shoes, are made out of recycled plastic bottles. Oh, that's cool. The sole it is they incorporate castor oil beans. So that it will help not only in cushioning, but, you know, when they finally bite the dust, you've actually got some organic material that's going to break down. Oh, that's pretty amazing. So. But do they smell good? Do they smell good? They don't know. They don't smell like, they don't smell like anything. That was the first thing I did. I opened up the box and I went, oh, rats. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's kind of funny. Eucalyptus. These are just like the wool ones, a slightly different style lace up, (coughs) 
But that same ability, when you put your foot in, you go, oh, my foot can spread and there's room and I'm supported. And they're just. What's the name of the company again, Tigger? A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Allbirds.com. Okay. That sounds so interesting. And. You know, are, are they um, something that you'd want to wear on the red carpet? Uh, no. But for everyday, comfortable, you know, um, walking, shopping, working. I mean, I, you know, our, our Biostar, most of our uh, office and manufacturing is all on concrete. I mean, even the carpet is on concrete. It's a concrete slab. And that's very hard on my knee. And in these, cushiony, no problem. So I highly recommend all birds. They're really cute. Aren't they? Yeah, they're not, they're not bad looking. I mean, I, I would like, I had this, like, like like, orthopedic looking shoes. I was like, oh my gosh, is she wearing like school marm shoes? Cause I'm going to have to call her after the show and say, Tigger, don't talk about clothes anymore. But no, I think this, yeah, they're really quite attractive. And they're, they're, the environmental impact mm. is so important. You're not killing an animal. You're, these are, you know, most of this, the shoe, the eucalyptus part and the merino are all biodegradable. That is huge. It's huge. That is huge. Well, I'm going to look these up. Um, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. And they're, they're, they're like different colors and uh-huh. don't look, I don't think they're good barn shoes, but I will say this. They do have Tukey chili red ones. <laughs> <laughs> I have the red wool ones. You do? Okay. I, I, I demand a picture of your foot be put up on our Facebook page so we can see what these look like. I demand it. <laughs> I want a picture of your feet. I want a picture of your feet. And you're all bird shoes. <laughs> well, that's cool. Very cool. So what do you have, Patty? Well, I don't, you know, I don't, because um, I am moving, I am not really been trying to buy a lot of stuff. So I'm, and I'm not as much of a good shopper like you are, Tigger. You, you're so good at stuff like this. But I I wanted, to, I, I have been buying um shirts and I, I am always looking for a bargain. So I'm going to, mine isn't so much about a product as it is a place, um, that I just recently ordered from that I was so impressed with. So it's close, but not the same thing. It's called fabulous horse and, um, it's fabulous, the fabulous horse.com. And they have a variety of different things. But what I was impressed with, with this company is they have a bunch of stuff on sale and like, not like, so I like the castell shirts, um, Cause they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're nice. Cause there's, you know, the UV protection and all that, and they're cooler, you know, whatever. And they had two of these shirts on sale. Like one was for $20. They're normally so Yeah. So not kidding about that. And, um, it came so nicely wrapped 
with another $10 off coupon with a cute little pink pen. And it was just, it was so tasteful and so nice. And so I, I just thought I'd recommend this company. It's, I, I want to say it must be fairly new and it's out of New Jersey and it's called the fabulous horse. You should look them up. They have a Facebook I'm looking page at it right now. Yeah. I just, I, and lots of cute stuff, but I, I was just impressed with how much there was just this sale and they posted it. Like they put on Facebook. If you order now, you can get, it was like $20 off the sales rack stuff. So stuff like that. I feel in this day and age, if you can do anything to save a little extra money, but I, I was able to get Hannah a extra small Castile shirt for $20. Wow. Yeah. So a little shout out to them. Yeah. Thefabulousshorse.com. Fabulousshorse.com. And you can look them up on Facebook. And then of course they actually have a website as well. And I did message them and tell them like, and I gave them a five-star rating, like as soon as it came in and, uh, and I said, I'm going to give a shout out to you guys on our radio show. So ta-da. Oh, actually it was, um, an extra 50% off on all sale and clearance items. 50%. Yeah. On March 27th. So just so you know, these are, these are smart people. So what do you have, Jennifer? Well, I had to think about this. Like, I know I haven't bought a whole lot of stuff lately, but I dug around in the memory banks and I came up with it. One of our prize providers on the horse lovers cruise that happened a short while ago, we got together with a whole bunch of horse of um, listeners on Horse Radio Network and auditors, and we all went on a cruise together. So it was kind of fun. We hung out with horse people for four days and floated around the Caribbean. But one of our prize providers, because everybody got prizes when we played trivia, was Epona Products. So, of course, I had to get some of their stuff and try it. And I was having a hard time figuring out which one needed to be my favorite new product. So I have three. <laughs> oh, awesome. for something for somebody who didn't have anything, my goodness. Okay. <laughs> and these are okay. the newer ones. I have a whole bunch of, of their stuff because I like lots of their grooming products, but these are three new ones that I got to try. Uh one is the Sudsy Bath Cloth. And it's I can't tell you what it's made of, but it feels a little bit <clears throat> excuse me. It feels a little bit like an old fashioned cactus cloth for anybody who's familiar mm. with those. Oh yeah. If you're not familiar with cactus cloth, think um, bumpy burlap. Mm-hmm. It's a little like bumpy burlap. And it's just a square cloth made out of this funky, bumpy <laughs> material. And it's synthetic. So it doesn't get, it, it. it's not an organic material. So it won't trap bacteria or mold or mildew or anything. So it's really easy to keep clean. But the bumpiness level is perfect for horses who despise curry combs. Mm. And, oh. Yeah. And we mm. all have those. Um, uh-huh. so you, cause you can scrub around in circles up and down, left and right, back and forth, but you can just put it in the palm of your hand. So it's super duper soft. And something that I tried with scooter, a scooter, my husband's hackney pony has four white socks and is prone to scratches. Mm-hmm. So we have to make sure we keep his pasterns clean and dirt free. You can take this little guy and you wrap it around his pastern and you hold his foot up and you, you, Polish it back and forth like you're polishing the boot, oh, yeah. the toe boot, yeah. and you go back yeah. and forth, and it, it gets the it gets all the deep down crud out of his pasterns. It's perfect. oh wow, yeah. wow, yeah. It's called the Epona Sudsy Bath Cloth, so you can use it for bathing or dry work, which I do. Um, okay. Number two on my list is something called the Tiger's Tongue. I got one. <laughs> I got one of these because I gave one to somebody else as a gift, and they raved about it so much. I had to go back and buy another one for myself. And again, it's it's a synthetic material. 
and it comes in this cute little flat package because it's been vacuum packed. And when you open it up, it is the shape of your standard peanut shaped bath sponge. Those giant peanut shaped mm-hmm. bath sponge we all use. Well, it's that mm-hmm, shape, mm-hmm. but it is this really strange. It's the skeleton of a sponge. <laughs> it's almost loofah-ish, if you can imagine the synthetic. Yeah, I'm looking at a picture of it. Yeah, it's well, kind of did, Yeah, how did you find it? Because I was just looking and trying to find it. You you need to go to, are you on eponaproducts.com? Oh, I'm on a Epona Equestrian Sports, so oh, that's, that's wrong. different. Yeah, Epona Products. Okay, gotcha. Epona uh, Products. Stacey, got it. Epona well, that's products. good to know. Okay. And then Easy go to mistake. Grooming Tools. Gotcha. And then go to Tiger's Tongue. Gotcha. Okay. Again, I use it dry and wet. It's great for scrubbing and get, you know, when you, I hate it. When you give a horse a bath and you're done and you wash them off and then they're all dry and you peel the hair apart with your fingers and there's still dirt down there. I hate mm-hmm. that. I hate that. Tiger's Tongue will help you mm-hmm. out. Um, for that deep down crud like Nigel gets, what I do is I just get my Tiger's Tongue sponge wet. Be great for sweat marks. And it does. If you, if you don't want to get your horse wet to get the sweat marks off. Yeah perfect for winter time because it it's just crunchy enough that it gets the long winter hair moving, oh that you know? is cool yeah and it's not that expensive either yeah. which is mm-hmm. super cool they're pretty reasonable and they're cute and fun and they're great gifts and they're great for they're useful too yeah um, my third and absolute favorite is the wood curry the wood curry the wo- they she calls it a love curry brush on the website but it's a wood curry okay and we've all seen the, the big, pokey hair brushes that have a rubber mm-hmm. surface. That the, mm-hmm. that I don't know what you call that. The surface that the, that the um, what do you call that, spikes are in is rubber, so it's soft and flexible. Well, what right. she did is she made it into a curry comb shape for your hand instead of having oh, a long wow. hand. Yes, I see it. For horses who love a deep down scratch, they really want you to get in there. Uh-huh. works so much better than that boring old black curry comb that you've used for a hundred generations. For a thousand years. So much better. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> and it's bendable. So when you go over nooks and crannies, it, it, it mm-hmm. follows the contour really nicely. Uh, so I've been using How it. How big is it? How big is it? It's about the size. It's a little bit smaller than a standard adult size rubber black curry it's okay. bigger it's smaller than that but bigger than the kid size okay it's kind okay. of in between yeah right. it, it okay. fits comfortably i think in a in a average woman's hand it's not okay. too big i've been using that it's shedding season here and nigel is shedding and he's really into his word curry right now he's thinking that's pretty cool especially on his bum and the great thing about this is none of these things are that exp- oh yeah you see this one picture of getting all that hair out that looks yeah. that looks awesome well yeah. tigger that's what you should get for uh all your guys outside that I'm sure are starting to shed. <laughs> well, they're starting, and then we have more cold weather. So, yeah, thank I God can't. you're not in full shedding mode. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I, so I have one more. Oh, tell me, share. tell me. It's shoes. More oh shoes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm beginning to think Peter's right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So this company is called Rothy's. It's R O. T-H-Y-S dot com. And their shoes are made out of recycled plastic. Okay. Well, I, I know I use enough plastic in a given year to make about 150,000 pairs of shoes. So I'm going to check this out. 
You can throw them in the washing machine. Oh, wow. They're cute. (gasps) Look at those little leopard print numbers, huh? The point. So I ordered a pair. You could wear these on the red carpet. Yes, Mm -hmm. you could. (laughs) Um, And um, I have to tell you, I mean, they they don't, you know, they're flats and they don't have all the cushioning that I need. But they are so comfortable. They're made on a 3D printer. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. And they've got gazillion different colors and oh they do my goodness um they're really comfortable I want the red ones <laughs> me too i got the red ones that were the the pointy mm-hmm. and peter went absolutely crazy for these those are great shoes so for me they're the kind of shoe that if i was going to go out for dinner i wasn't going to be on my feet very much mm-hmm. you know just mm-hmm. get in the car go to dinner get out you know Perfect. Yeah, they're Better really than my hiking shoes. For sure. <laughs> no, they, no one's judging Tigger. <laughs> <laughs> and I love well, that you can wash them. Yeah, that's pretty cool. But they've got so many colors. Are they pretty true to size? They, you know, they. When you really read into their website, they say with the point, the pointer, pointy shoes. Mm-hmm. You know, some people need to order a size up, which I right. did, and they were too big. So I sent them back. And they were, I mean, the return was like Zappos. It's easy. Mm. And they're already sending me out a smaller size. My true size. And where are they located? Brooklyn. Ah, Oh, that's great. That's cool. American company. Yep, that's great. And it says free U.S. returns and uh, free shipping over $30. Free free U.S. shipping on orders over $30, which is going to be any of them. Exactly. So basically, it's free shipping. Okay. Now, I have how. tried the loafer, and one of um, one of our customer service reps, uh, Lindsay, she ordered the flat, and she got it and wore it out to dinner that night. She said, oh, they're wow. just so comfortable. I mean, you don't break these in at all. You just put them on your feet. Now, you did go. you see this? It says, also, refer a friend. Give $20, get $20. So if you refer a friend, that's pretty cool. <laughs> I'm loving this. Right? Oh, wait. I get it. She's referring everybody, listeners. Everybody. everybody. She's going to have, she's going to, oh, wow. She's going to have a shoe empire. She is. Oh, cool. Well, those, those were all really good, good things, guys. What yeah. And, and, and to our listeners, if, if you've tried a new product recently that you really love, let us know. Yes. And go investigate it. Yeah. And put post it up on our Facebook page. And what's that yep. Facebook page? Healthy, Healthy Critters Radio. Ta-da! Ta-da! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thanks for listening, everyone. And thanks to our sponsor, Biostar US. You can find them online at biostarus.com. Get the Horse Radio Network phone app on iOS or Android by searching for Horse Radio Network in the App Store. It's free and easy to use. For details about today's show, go to HealthyCrittersRadio.com, where you can find links, photos, and more information about our guests. As always, we love your feedback. Please follow us on Facebook under Healthy Critters Radio. Be sure to visit all the great shows on Horse Radio Network at HorseRadioNetwork.com. Love your dog. Hug your horse. Feed your chickens. Clean your litter box. Dance with your goat.
slither with your snakes, howl at the moon, hang with your hamster, party with your parrot, waddle with your walrus, outwit your otter, cuddle your cows, rap with your raptor, go chipping with your chipmunks, forgive your fox while hedging your hog. We also recommend that you rack with your raccoon, gyrate with your giraffe, meditate with a meerkat, Uber with your orangutan, Facebook with your flamingo, ponder with your panda, walk with your wookie, yawn with your yak, Twitter with your toucan, go raining with your reindeer, dropbox your dragon. (laughs) 